Hello and welcome back to Franklin Covey's newest weekly podcast, C-Suite Conversations with Scott Miller. That's me. I'm your host each week. You may recognize me also through my voice or my face as the host of Franklin Covey's other weekly podcast, now the world's largest weekly leadership podcast called On Leadership with Scott Miller, where each week we have the privilege of interviewing business titans, best-selling authors, experts, people that have had some research done in an area that will improve your own leadership skills. As the most trusted leadership firm in the world, Franklin Covey is dedicated each week to having an abundance mentality and inviting on people that we think can help to improve your own professional and personal journey. Now, from that podcast, we spun off this new podcast now in its second year called C-Suite Conversations, where each week we interview people from somewhere in the C-Suite in the hopes to give you a glimpse into what were their setbacks, what were their leadership learnings, what are things that they've brought to their career that perhaps you can employ in yours. And today, I'm honored to be interviewing the CHRO, Katarita Berg of Spotify, the arguably world's largest music podcast media streaming service with nearly 500 million downloads each month from Stockholm, Sweden, where it's bright and sunny and warm. I'm kidding, where it's dark and miserable and cold on this winter day. Katarina, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. At first, now, I thought you were outside under the stars, but no, in fact, you are uh -huh. in a studio. You serve as the Chief Human Resource Officer for Spotify, where you are responsible, amongst other jobs, of helping to lead the culture and the employee experience for nearly 10,000 associates. I appreciate you joining us on this winter day. Talk a little bit about what winter is like in Stockholm. It's long, it's cold, it's dark. Uh, it's also sometimes very, very beautiful. Uh, we just had snow, uh, it melted away, but it makes it bright. And Stockholm is beautiful because it has all its water. So it's not just bad, but me, I love spring and summer and I can't wait until it, that's back. Well, to that point, talk about what summer is like in Stockholm because it's probably the most magnificent place in the world. It is beautiful. I think Stockholm is just lovely in the summer, like most places. But I think what really surprises people that is here for the first time if they come during summer is that it's much hotter, uh, but it's a dry kind of, of warmth. Uh, so it's quite pleasant to do things. And there's so many things to see and so many things to do. And a lot of nature in the city and a lot of water in the city. It is. I've been many times. Our Franklin Covey office is down in Stockholm Central, and I've been privileged to be there many times. What a beautiful country and culture and people. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Spotify itself. A household name. Is there a human left that either hasn't used it or heard of it? A Swedish company founded in Sweden. Will you talk a little bit about how Spotify has grown and really what are the services you offer now so everybody can kind of level set around the type of organization you're helping to co-lead? Cool. So we are a streaming service uh, and audio first, right? Uh, and our first child was music, and I think that's what we still are most famous for. And then a couple of years ago, we got our second child, which is podcast, um, what we're doing now. And then just before Christmas or end year this year, we had our third child, which is audiobooks. So that's what we do. Uh, we compete for the, the ears, not necessarily the eyes, even if you can see podcast too and videos. So... Podcast, obviously, podcasting and audio streaming has exploded and it's still on a strong trajectory. Um, you have a lot of people who want to work at, at Spotify. I think I, I read once or heard an interview where you've got something north of 25,000 applicants each month that come in and you hire, you know, obviously a fraction of that, 150 to 200 people a month or so. 
How do you deal with the deluge of interest of people wanting to work at Spotify with those you actually end up hiring? Are there systems, structures, processes that you've put in place to make sure you call the best of the best talent? So, uh, yeah, we are in a very fortunate situation where we are attractive, but you have to stay humble to that, right? That it can change quite fast. Uh, and um, when you heard that interview must have been several years ago because we get close to 119,000 applications a month. Um, so I guess our, our, like, our employee brand and our brand is getting stronger and more and more global as, as we grow as a company too. And uh, so what we learned kind of the hard way is that you can't have separate kind of channels in um, on the same time and can't have conversations loosely on the side. Uh, you really have to work with uh, with your process uh, to make sure that you don't lose really strong candidates. Uh, and especially if it's globally uh, and you have to find a way to, to minimize all kind of the the things that will keep you not prioritizing the right things and the other and then there are a couple of things that i think all companies in hyper growth need to work with is so what does success look like for uh, for what we call a team member right what makes a team or or a brand uh, i mean a brand ma a mate um what makes him or her or their kind of success trying to find those traits and what is the skill set that sets us up for success and how do we then go and, and find that both internally if you like us believe in homegrown talent but also when you are looking for talent uh, that comes and joins uh, externally I so mean, that is an ongoing kind of process that you have to iterate and you have to sharpen your tool all the time and you know all about sharpening maybe the saw. Well said, thanks for the call out. Uh, it's kind of mind boggling to think that you're getting between one and a half million and two million applications a year. It's a great testament to your brand. To that point, I've also heard you say that sometimes applicants conflate their perception of the consumer experience with what mm -hmm. their workplace experience is gonna be like. We'll talk about employee experience in a moment, but what do you do to make sure that people that are joining the organization understand that maybe what it's like working in Spotify may actually mm -hmm. be different than what it's like to be a customer of Spotify? Yeah, that work starts long before they join. And hopefully also, I think we are getting better and better and more successful to tell the story who we are. And what we realized that we did that quite well, both internally and externally, but it was not all, all the time consistent. So we have something today that we call the band manifesto, where we try to describe who we are, what we are not, what type of behaviors we would like, what the, you know, the values that are uh, driving us and, and also guiding us in, in the day to day. And everything is put into kind of, um, this is our culture, this is our values and try to dare to be both value-driven, but also kind of trust-based company. And uh, by telling that story before people even apply and having all these kind of channels or resources where we show up, like the HR, Spotify, Spotify HR blog uh, that came about just because we couldn't really take care of all the people that was asking us to be in podcast or do panels or open our doors to 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 visits and so on and so forth, we wanted to be open and and share um, both the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because a lot of things that we also put together with 
obviously everything um, the, the right attention and, and intention in mind um, doesn't always uh, go the right way or uh, become uh, or end up as a, as a winning bet. Some are open bets and some needs to be losing bets uh, if you dare to do and try new things. So all these things we try to communicate. We also have a as a pod and a vod uh, where we talk about the things that we do, and uh, and it's not just me writing or talking. It's it's the whole team. Um, so trying to be as open and transparent as we are internally, also trying to do that externally. Katarina, you've been, I believe, with Spotify for about ten years. Uh, what advice would you give to other uh, executives, business unit leaders that are experiencing high growth? I can only imagine what. Spotify's growth has been like over the last couple of years, not, not to mention in the early days. What are some of the biggest uh, pivot points, growing pains that maybe Spotify failed in or even succeeded in? A couple of both would be great to say, hey, other leaders that are experiencing hyper growth, watch out for these things. Here's what you need to consider. Here's what we did right, what we did wrong. Right. So I joined the company when we were 800 people and we close to 10,000 people now. So that's been kind of hyper growth and in some passages, uh, hyper growth on, on speed almost. Right. And um, I think what everybody used or said a couple of years ago, what, what you know, gets you or takes you there will not necessarily help you in the next kind of 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 of, of leg or passage uh, in the journey of, of growth and also maturing. But I think it's very, very clear that there are a lot of data points, no matter what industry or what, what type of company you are, that where you will find and also feel uh, those growing pains that you are talking about. And I think just to be prepared. The other thing is that by being very clear and, and, and also have a lot of people that are courageous enough enough to kind of both set clear expectations and deliver honest feedback and tell the truth about kind of performance and what's needed both when it comes to skill set but but also what's needed to kind of push push through at one of those stages i think that the honesty the openness and the transparency has been one of the things that's been key to us um not uh, not to invite everybody kind of to the conversation of what we're doing. And I think Nietzsche, Nietzsche was really, really right. Everybody does not have to like all the decisions uh, uh, that you make in a company and, and that is necessarily to make, but everybody needs to understand them. So communicate, communicate, and over an index on communication, I, I think also has been very, very important to us. And then admit when you are wrong. Uh, I think that is is also cool. And for us, I'm, I'm not talking about other companies, but for us, try to both explain, but also prepare uh, 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 everybody when it comes to polarities. I think in, in this, this day of light, and especially in the tech industry, at least, uh, it's never either or. It's usually both and. And if people are prepared that change might be your only constant and, and growth is your mantra, it's going to be easier for them to kind of roll with the punches because it's going to be quite tiresome uh, with all their changes. But if, again, they do understand them, even if they don't necessarily initiate themselves or like them, it's going to be easier for them to, to be part of, of that change. Katerina, I, I want to build on that. I want to ask you two sides of one question. Not mm -hmm. everyone's career goal is to make it to the C-suite, right? Most people want to get promoted. They want to earn more money. They want to have influence. They want to enjoy where and with who they work with and feel like they're contributing and also being heard and, and listened to, adding value. As you look at your journey to the C-suite, I mean, arguably, you may have the best job in the world. 
summers in Sweden's and winters in Miami. Good luck with that. But being the CHRO of Spotify is a pretty cool gig. Would you share mm -hmm. us two points? What's the one thing, as you look back on your career journey, what's the one thing mm -hmm. you did well that helped to propel you to the C-suite? And then what's the other thing that perhaps was the most difficult for you to learn, the biggest um, uh, uh, challenge you overcame in your personality or communication style or business? Share us one of the things that you did that accelerated your journey. And is there something mm -hmm. you might show vulnerably that said, gosh, had I just fixed this or improved upon this, it might have either happened quicker or my influence could have grown faster? So I, I think um, what I did quite early, uh, and not necessarily that I cracked the code and understood uh, how to do it and why I did it intentionally, even if today it would be a nice story to say I did very deliberately. But I think I had, and I think I have a business acumen as well as an HR acumen. And I think combining that and understanding kind of the, the complexity or the macro and trying to translate that for the organization, no matter if it is the vision of the CEO or where the company is heading or the environment the company is, um, to make everything a bit more clearer and easy and, 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 and sometimes also, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the workcraft, uh, workforce more um, 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 employable. Um, I think that is kind of the, the superpower or what really propelled uh, me into C-suite to have both the business acumen and the, the, the kind of the, the, the HR acumen. And then on the kind of, God damn it, why didn't I, I get that right uh, a bit earlier? I, I think sometimes um, when, when that might be your strong suit, I think moving quite fast and not necessarily checking if the people are there and follow exactly because they are one, not in your head and two, they might not have all the information that you mm -hmm. had, uh, that you go quite quickly to do those changes uh, where sometimes you then have to go back to half the bridge because when you turned around you were a bit surprised or in my case I was a bit surprised because I didn't have everybody uh, you know right behind my back and also very exciting for the same things that I was excited so I think things like that um, getting a bit more patience and finding a better way to pace myself is I think some of the the learnings I had to do kind of the hard way I appreciate your vulnerability because I think that's something all leaders need to be reminded of is your people aren't in your head. They're not, fortunately, you know, in your shower when you're thinking up through your strategies or on your car, you know, yeah. in the car ride into the office or the train or the bike if you're living in the, uh, Sweden is to recognize that maybe one of your strengths is your acceleration, the speed at which you move and process and implement. But if you, know, you look behind you and no one's there, then you, to quote John Maxwell, you're not a leader, you're a hiker. <laughs> and so you've gotta make sure that people who aren't in your mind understand, can ask questions, and can assimilate along with you. Nicely said, great reminder. Let's pivot to this concept we hear a lot about called employee experience. Seems mm -hmm. to me like the last decade, most organizations have been um, wisely obsessed with user experience, right? What, what is the customer journey like? What is the user experience of your technical product? And although that's still important, it seems like we've also seen a shift towards, not away from, but a shift towards the employee experience, especially post-pandemic where 
you know, people's ability to change jobs and shifts and the different economies are allowing people to have more choice and more decision over their career. That's a good thing. What does Spotify do, and perhaps you as the CHRO, do intentionally to create an employee experience where people choose not just to come, but they also choose to stay? Yeah, I think if you use the same kind of metaphor as you use now, we all know that it's much more cheaper to to keep employees rather than find new ones. It's the same as customers, right? It's it's cheaper to keep your employee, your customers, and keep them happy. And I think you know, for every organization that. Uh, is 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 having kind of that trust, and I think that's why we talk about trust-based leadership a lot at, at Spotify, and 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 daring to be to be both value-driven, uh, but very uh, have everything as open and transparent as you can. I think that drives that kind of energy, that um, that uh, that experience of of hey, I want to be part of this, because I think it comes down to quite easy things. When the individuals are doing well, the company is doing well. When the individuals grow, the, the company grows. And if you dare to be that naive and then start to build from that, I think a lot of companies say that they are people first. But you have to be that in good times and bad times. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that nothing bad will actually happen and you don't have to react to that and hopefully a bit like prudent to a couple of shifts uh, early on but but the thing is if you truly are and we're trying to be human first it is for the reason of that you do understand that most things go you can copy most things you only have like a, a first mover advantage on on an idea or or, or on on a business uh, idea just for such a long time. But the way that you are organized and the exact same people that you have and how they work together and how they stay, you know, you know crazily uh, 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 curious, a uh, passionate curious about things and wants to adopt and learn new things and learn, you know, faster than the, the, the world is changing. That is how you actually have an advantage so it's not about being, you know, we are, we are the nicest employer or we do this because it's 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 quite good quotes to put out there or maybe we can sell a story why people should come here. It's about really the people that are doing the work. And if you understand that your people is your culture and the culture is the people, you will go down to the three Ps, right? It's all about people, product, and profit. And you can't really do anything with the product or profitability if you don't have the best teams. So why not focus on your people? I think it is that's where it comes down for us at least. And 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 we have a team that within my team works with what we used to call uh, uh, people experience. And then during the pandemic, it wasn't really so much about the people. It was more about the community, what makes the social glue and what makes us Spotify not another great and grand company. And and how can we really build on that? So that is also on an evolution. Uh, and, and you have to make sure that you do things that make sense for your company and your people, not something that everybody says or or have a good copy uh, or a payoff on something. That was a masterclass in culture right there, nicely said. Uh, Katerina, Franklin Covey, we believe, is the most trusted leadership firm in the world. We've been in business for 40 plus years. We work with companies all across the world, uh, heavily uh, valued and respected in Sweden and in Scandinavia, 
Our office there is a collection of enormously fine, competent people. We work with human resource professionals across every industry. To that point, I heard you once say that HR tends to be very trend-sensitive. What does yes. that mean, and, uh, and how do you make sure you don't fall into the trap of chasing all the most current trends, but also you don't lose sight of what might be a culture-changing bet for Spotify? Yeah. So I do say that, and I know it's very provocative for some people, but I think most people that are a bit honest to themselves and are in HR is that there is a bit of anxiety within the profession, meaning that sometimes when a new buzzword kicks off or uh, when uh, people within your organization or outside the organization are starting to talk about things, we are as a profession quite eager to sometimes please um, without saying, wait, um, it's a profession, uh, we have experience, we have a lot of skills and capabilities, and put this into the mix of what's happening right now in the surrounding or the macro or internally for this specific organization. That does not make sense, but this does, or if we tweak that. So I think sometimes we are late to go when it comes to some areas, and I think we are too eager to jump on some trends just because we also want to be part of kind of the discussion. I think, you know, you should always pick um, what makes sense. And then you should also always make sure that that makes sense for your, your business, your company, your people. Um, so I'm not, you know, change averse and, and it's not about not listening to what's new. I think that is really fascinating and interesting but just follow a trend for a tr trend itself. Mm, I'm not really mm, in that, or I don't subscribe to that school. What do you see as the biggest headwinds that Spotify is facing in terms of competition, consumer preferences, war for talent, whatever it is, what are some of the things that Spotify is kind of looking around the corner to say, we need to be prepared for this so that we have either first mover advantage or that we're resilient with uh, uh, the strategies we do have in place. What's kind of on the horizon you're thinking about? So for us, I think no matter what occupation you talk to or what manager or leader you talk about to, to here, I think it's very much focusing on what we are doing and how we can change and improve and, 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 and grow and get better at what we do. Obviously, you will look at the horizon. Otherwise, I think you would be a fool. You obviously should be aware what competition is doing. But I think you should always focus more on, on what you can do and what you can do better. And it's not just about upskill and cross-skill today. I think what the things that we talk sometimes too little about is off-skilling a bit. Because all the stress uh, that it puts on people and organization to we should do this, we should do that, we should, there's a lot of things that we should stop doing. Um, and that is also the cool thing with new technology and new data points and, and new uh, learnings is that there is a lot of things that were very, very valid uh, that we used to do that was very important and might also even been one of the things that were core to your business. But there is a date where you need to dare to shift the load from the left leg to the right leg. And usually it's a bit earlier or before most people in the organization or externally will understand. And if you do that shift in the right timing, which will be, as I said, for most labeled as too early or we didn't understand or it didn't make sense. This is when you know that you are in, in, in a kind of a, in a, in a good 
um, uh, in a good zone of, of finding what's next for you. Um, but you should focus more on yourself, I think, than what other and other organizations are doing. Katarina, you mentioned homegrown talent earlier. And, you know, I mean, most companies that I work with across the world, they absolutely prefer to promote from within. Doesn't I mean they don't bring in a higher talent, of course. But if, if, a, if a more junior individual contributor at Spotify mm -hmm. were to come to you for a cup of coffee and say, hey, I really want to move into a position of leadership. I want to build my career inside Spotify. I want to move from being an individual contributor to a leader of people, which we know there are mm -hmm. often um, sometimes inverse correlations on those talents. What are the yes. key skills you would tell that high-performing individual contributor, you need to stop probably doing these things and start learning these things if you want to become a leader inside Spotify? Yeah, first of all, uh, we talk uh, not a lot, but we remind people about patience because we have a lot of young, super smart people that wants everything to happen kind of yesterday. But uh, I would repeat a couple of things that we already talked about. I would I would just remind them that we really believe in, in purpose-driven kind of, of, of leadership and that we also believe um, they uh, to really uh, rely also uh, for them to build uh, and 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 run healthy teams, which not necessarily always is the same thing as being really good at at sales or or a strong product manager or whatever. Um, you really should be interesting in growing people, individuals, and teams. And then the willingness, the really the willingness and the the courage to lead, because it's it's not easy always and. It's not a popularity contest, and sometimes you need to provide the things or the answers or the the solutions when when your team is not agreeing on everything. That might not be, uh, you know, the the most popular kind of decision. And then trying to also explain to them our belief that leadership is kind of a team sport rather than me myself and I. And and in that. Um, I think how our whole system is also built up in, in, in that with the internal marketplace. They can try, which is the cool thing. One, because we put some of the Swedish you know, values or leadership on export, meaning that 2015, we, we, we uh, launched the, 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 uh, the parental leave uh, program for anybody, no matter where you are uh, in the organization. And for six months plus one month, no matter position or country, or if you're mom or dad or same sex couple or, or surrogacy or adoption, whatever, you can you can be on parental leave, right? Uh, and we will pay for that. But what that means, you can add a system in that sense that people can put their hand up and try out a leadership a project management or other management role for six months. And hey, you can get a flavor of, is this for me or did I just only think that or did I put my hand up because it? I thought that was the same thing as um, uh, showing that I'm ambitious or uh, and then you can also then go back and being IC or or, or or a thought leader and do other really important work. So that is one thing that we can try out and they can try. The other thing is that we created a system that is more like a monkey bar rather than a ladder. And that the monkey bar of your importance and your kind of, of, of uh, complexity and, and, um, and uh, impact 
actually also mirrors in the way that we reward people. So the only way up, if you, I would put it like that, is not in pay grade or in titles and in impact, is only leadership. So we need a bit of everything, but we also want them to try. And, and, and also it gives us a chance to try people out in these roles. But you have to create that ecosystem of an internal marketplace where there are different roles and, and a lot of things that are important are rewarded, not just a leadership or management kind of, of career. Katarina, our time's coming to a close. I want to ask you a final question. Of your 10,000 employees, they are residing in how many different countries? About? 45. 45 countries. So you are an expert in a lot of labor law issues, are you not, around the world? I don't envy yes. you. <laughs> About you having the best job in the world. We'll talk later. Uh, here's my question. And I'm increasingly asking this of all the guests that come to C-Suite Conversation. You may know I'm the father with my wife, Stephanie, to three young boys. We have three sons that are basically 8, 10, and 12. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked this question to most of our guests. If you were looking to interview our three sons for jobs at Spotify six, eight mm -hmm. years from now, coming out of high school or college, whatever it is, um, what are the skills they would need to be mastering to move from those 125, 50,000 applications a month to the couple hundred or so that you're learning? What are the three or four or five top skills you think the up and coming generation needs to demonstrate, not just in the interview process, but actually to have a gainful employment at Spotify? Communication skills, collaboration skills, an open mindset to constantly keep learning. Uh, and then depending on what they want to do, I think it's also one or two skills that has to do with uh, the toolbox that they need to, to work on. But that can always be upgraded. It's, 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 it's more about how to work in an organization like this and also constant learning uh, and be open to that. And those are the skill set that we recruit now. I don't think that that, like it's more the soft skills um, yeah. that's gonna be yeah. Yeah. how you stand out. Yeah, uh, often called now the power skills, right? The soft skills. Would you just take a moment before we end and would you peel the onion on when you say communication and collaboration, what does that look like, feel like, sound like when someone is in a room with you? What does communication and collaboration look like? So communication is, first of all, I think every organization with more than two employees know how hard it is because it's, it is, it's always like, I didn't understand or I didn't get that or I didn't really hear that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's super complicated. But um, I think you need to have variety. It's not just if you can write really long and complex and smart emails. Yeah, and it's right. not just about if you can, you know, stand on, on a stage and, 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 and present things. But I think it's it's all both those two things, but it's more of active listening and also being a bit empathetic, trying to walk around in, in you know, the other person's shoes a bit. And especially if you are in a leadership position, back to everybody's not in your head. Everybody has not had the chance to see the whole kind of the, the link of, 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 of happenings and understand why the outcome or the decision is what it is. So it's kind of trying to be a bit empathetic. And then the thing that we always said, you know, active listening is also a, a much of, of a communication skill. Um, so I think that is a couple of examples on, on communication. When it comes to collaboration, 
uh, I think Spotify is kind of a, the bumblebee, but also very much why Sweden have companies like IKEA, H&M, Volvo, Scania, Electrolux. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we only 10 million people. And for the longest time, we were only 8 million people. So uh, we also today have the, the, you know, the Klarna's or the, the Spotify's. And how can we actually produce these global companies that are fairly or super successful year after year after year, talking about the, 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 the companies that I mentioned that are 100, 200, 300 years and keep innovating uh, and being relevant uh, to the customers. And I think that has to do with collaboration, right? Uh, the same thing with sports. There's no way that we should take any gold medals in any sports um, in Sweden, but because of the team effort and the way that we are structured and the way that we work, and 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 it's it's about teamwork and and uh, and trying to find a diverse way where a good idea is a good idea, and then you work on that. And when you go, you go hard together. So better together. Um, I think, and, and finding ways to really draw on the differences in a team uh, and, and be collaborative about that. And sometimes call out what the tax comes because when you are diverse also, it slows you down first, but it makes you much more resilient and much more sustainable and much more successful when there's a lot of different ideas and backgrounds and experiences. So collaboration is also one of those, but what they have in common is active listening. Katarina Berg, Chief Human Resource Officer of Spotify. Thank you for joining us and stay positive. The sun is coming. Spring is Thank on you. its way. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, my pleasure. And we'll see you back here next week for a new conversation from the C-Suite.